you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. Now, this is Life Group Sign Up Sunday, which means you guys are going to sign up today for a life group that is uh, where you're at in life. And, you know, we, we've done this series called Students of Jesus. And this allows us to realize to be a student of Jesus means we need to be a, a disciple of Jesus. Just use a different word for, you know, we don't use this word disciple very often, but we're students of Jesus. That means we're learners. And so today we hopefully that you will get plugged into one of the groups. We've been going through each of the different groups um, that are available for you. We have a discipleship pathway. It starts with this uh, course called Saved. And this is a quick and easy five-week course if you want to know what does it mean to be saved, saved from what, um, saved to what. And you don't even have to be a follower of Jesus to take it because it'll explain to you what it means to um, Jesus's plan for us uh, towards salvation. So you can sign up for that one. Then we talked about Financial Peace University that uh, owe no man anything except the debt of love, which means he wants us to be free. He doesn't want us to be in the slavery or bondage to debt. Uh, The bar was a slave to the lender, we said. And so Otter is going to be teaching that um, class starting up as well. You can sign up for that one. The Rooted um, class, which is allows you to, I know there's a lot of you guys, the class has already been, one's already closed down, another one's probably full. How many people have taken Rooted, by the way? A lot of you already. And so uh, make sure you get signed up for that. That really talks about who's God, that we have an enemy, our relationship with church and community. Really awesome stuff. Talks about our past, um, our forefathers, the sins of our forefathers, how it affects us today. Uh, It's amazing. Um, So you want to take that one. Today, I'm going to be talking about um, doing what Jesus did. That is part of our pathway. It is a real practical thing, a practical course to teach you. Well, I'll get into it in a minute. I don't want to spoil, no spoiler alert on that one. Well, um, our family loves to watch movies, especially Friday night. Um, We have a little Friday night tradition. We usually have family night. And uh, this past um, Friday night, we watched a Marvel movie. Anybody interested in Marvel movies? I'm not a huge fan, but my family likes Marvel movies. But let me tell you something about Marvel movies. The films have been produced since 2007. And at that time, Marvel Studios produced and released 23 films since then, and at least nine more in various stages of development currently going forward. It is the highest grossing film franchise of all time, having grossed over $22.5 billion at the global box office. What is it about Marvel movies? Well, I I want to tap into that a little bit today because I think there's something inside each one of us that we identify with Marvel movies. And maybe it's misplaced and I'm hopefully going to try to redirect it, but I believe there's something inside of each one of us that believe that we have these special gifts, these superpowers, these, these ability to function in the supernatural I think there's something deep inside of us that we long to flow in those. And so we've either grown up with the Marvel comic books. How many people remember comic books? The young generation like, comic what? (laughs) But today we relate to those Marvel movies. Well, here's the interesting thing. 
In John, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John. If you don't have your Bibles, by the way, and also if you're looking to sign up for life groups, you can't get to the life group fair, which is after um, service today down in the gym. You can just go onto our app right now. I don't mind if you want to go go to our app or download our app. Go to Grace Capital Church in your app store and uh, find it. You'll see the life group catalog and you sign up for it. But also on the app, this is where I was going, is that you can find the Bible there as well. So if you don't have a physical Bible. Also, I have free Bibles for you. If you want a Bible, go to the Info Hub to get your gift. If you're a guest with us today, make sure you get your gift, but also get a free Bible if you don't have one. But in John chapter 14, verse 12, it says this. Red letters, Jesus speaking, pretty important. You ready? Truly, truly, I say to you. Now, he doesn't say truly once. He says truly twice. So it's true. It's really, really, really true, he says. I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do. Can everybody say greater? greater. That means more than. So not only is this really, really, really true, Jesus is saying the very things that Jesus did, we, as followers of Jesus, and if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, you'll have that opportunity. But for, for Jesus' followers, we have the potential to do everything that Jesus did. Well, what did Jesus do? Let me just give you a quick synopsis. Jesus changed water into wine. Jesus cured a nobleman's son. Jesus um, multiplied fishes, or at least had fish come to fishermen's nets so they could take in this great hall. Jesus cast out unclean spirits. Jesus cured Peter's mother-in-law of a fever. Jesus healed a leper. Jesus healed the centurion's servant. Jesus raised a widow's son from the dead. We can do that i got a funny story here in a moment. Not there yet. Jesus calmed the storm. Jesus cured two um, people filled with a demon. Jesus cured a paralytic. Jesus ra raised a ruler's daughter from the dead. Jesus cured a woman of issue of blood. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. Jesus loosened the tongue of a man who could not speak. Jesus healed an invalid man by the pool of Bethesda. Jesus restored a withered hand. Jesus cured a demon-possessed man. Jesus fed 5,000. Jesus fed 4,000. Jesus healed... By the way, when he said feed, he multiplied with a little few, few loaves of bread and a few fish. Jesus healed a woman from Canaan. Jesus cured a deaf and mute man. Jesus fed at least 4,000 people. Sorry, I did that one. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind, so on, so forth. Many, many more. Over 30 miracles were recorded in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that Jesus did. His public ministry that was recorded in this gospel, um, the accounts of Jesus, the good news of Jesus, was three years. So if you were to take the over 30 miracles over three years, there was one significant miracle every month. Now, I don't believe it was like one month, another miracle, another month, another miracle. But if you're just to put it in scale and concept, and then he says, we will do greater works than he did. We would be doing more miracles than he did. There would be more healing. There would be more. Okay, let me tell you about the raising people of the dead story. 
Now, I really believe this stuff, by the way. I wouldn't be preaching. It's in the Bible. It's true. We've seen it. I actually know of a man. His name is Leslie Kegel in Sri Lanka that prayed over a dead person. They had been dead for a long time. This was like deep sleep. We faked they were dead. You know, it's like he was dead, prayed for him. He came back to life. I know him personally. But when I was younger, in my 20s, and I, I began to understand the Spirit of God was in me, that the same Spirit that's in me was the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Right? So we have the ability, all these same abilities that Jesus had, because Jesus was fully man and fully God at the same time. But in his manness, he allowed the Spirit of God to work through him, his Spirit to work through him. But anyways, I believed it. So I remember I was at a funeral, and I was at a funeral home. I said, wouldn't that be amazing if I could make a dead person come back to life? So there was a gathering uh, with all these people in the funeral home, and I went to one of the other side rooms. There was another just dead body there, open casket, probably ready for somebody to, um, to go to a viewing or whatever. And I went up to him, I was like... Yeah, he is dead because he's in a funeral home. So I start praying, 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 praying. I kind of pray with my eyes open because it's like, is he going to open his eyes now? Is he going to start twitching? I don't know what's going to happen. Nothing happened. I thought for sure that the same spear that's in me would raise Jesus from the dead. The problem is... I forgot this part. You see, the, the disciples also struggled with this. The disciples were trying to cast out demons one time, and they couldn't do it. After all, they saw Jesus. These were his followers. They saw Jesus cast out demons like, we can do this. And Jesus basically said, yes, you can do this. Well, the, the disciples struggled because they were trying to cast out this demon, and, and Jesus, they asked Jesus, why can't we do it? He said, this this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. And what I've come to realize is, and this is what we would learn in this course, is, is we have to listen to what the Father is saying in heaven. Jesus says, I only do what the Father is doing. So Jesus was not into having a dead man raised from the dead in a funeral parlor, or parlor, yeah, funeral parlor room. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, thank you. So he was not, I was not, I just thought it'd be cool to see a dead man come alive. Now, I'd give Jesus the credit for it. I would. (laughs) But I thought that'd be awesome. The problem is I wasn't checking in with God, and I was just kind of like, ah, that's cool. But it's really important to understand that, that, so I could take that incident, and I could say, guess what? Nah, see, you're right. It was back for that time. It can't happen. But it was realizing that I needed to grow in my understanding in who God is and who Jesus is and how the Holy Spirit, by the way, that's that's who's dwelling inside of us as a believer in Jesus. When we ask Jesus into our life, we're actually, it's not Jesus himself, it's his spirit that dwells in us, the Holy Spirit. And that same spirit that was, by the way, the creative spirit who created the earth who did all those miracles still resides in us. So we just got to learn how do we do this? How do we come into agreement with God in this? 
You see, by the way, when Jesus was on earth, he says it's very good that he leaves this earth. So remember, he was crucified on a cross, historical account. You can't dispute it. It's fact. Then Jesus went to uh, the grave. He was put in a tomb. Three days later, he rose. He, the same spirit that was in him rose him from the dead. He, he came alive again. A lot of eyewitnesses account, fact, historical. And, and here then he says it's good that he goes. In other words, he ascended into heaven. So right now he's at the right hand of the Father. He's in heaven. Why? Because Jesus' presence was only contained to his physical presence back in the time. But when he gave us, when the Holy Spirit was released on the earth, now the Holy Spirit can dwell, his spirit can dwell in any human being that calls upon the name of the Lord. Good news, right? So that means every single person that is a follower of Jesus has the ability to do all the things that Jesus did. Well, how come I'm not seeing all these miracles taking place? Well, guess what? They actually are taking place. So many miracles have taken place. I want to let you know that in Mark chapter 16, if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 16, this is in all, most of the Gospels, this is the Great Commission, but I like how Mark says this here because he talks about, he adds a little bit about what our commission is. So this is the Great Commission, Mark 16, chapter 15. It gets cut off a little bit short on here, so if you're watching online, definitely crack open your Bibles all the way through 18. And this is what it says, Mark chapter 16, starting at verse 15. Red letters, again, Jesus speaking. If you don't have red letters in your Bible, red letters just mean that Jesus is speaking. It says, go into all the world and proclaim or preach the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but who does not believe will be condemned. By the way, this whole heart, the heart of God, though, is that none should perish. He wants everybody to know him. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Again, Jesus speaking. He's telling you what it's going to look like. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and they will drink any deadly poison. And not, it will, won't hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Okay. I want to let you know, we're, we're not a snake-handling church around here. <laughs> Now, I do have a nice little snake for you this morning. And for some of you, don't worry, it's a plastic snake. Some of you are already creeping out over this. But let me just tell you, actually, I like, I like snakes. I pick up gardener snakes at home. I let them crawl on me, and I just play with them a little bit. Um, don't judge me. Some of you are like, who does that? It's just a creature. It's an animal. But anyways, I, I was going to make a big deal of this, but then I thought, you know what? This, I'm, I'm actually creating a joke over something that actually is pretty serious. What Jesus was saying here is actually foreshadowing what would take place. Remember the, the Apostle Paul when he shipwrecked on the island Malta? Right, and he went in to get a bunch of sticks uh, for a fire, and there was a poisonous snake, and it bit him. And guess what? Nothing happened to him. 
And, and the, the island leaders at the time will said, you should die because of that poison snake. And he's like, God's looking after me. And that island came to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to keep this snake. I got it as an illustration, but I'm going to keep the snake because it's going to remind me that we are to live in a supernatural way. We're not to live just in whatever we see in, you know, what we say is natural or what the world would say is natural. We are to live supernaturally. See, I think there's something about those Marvel movies that, that draw us into this idea that, that they had supernatural powers. And the reality is we, as followers of Jesus, also have the ability to have these supernatural powers. But they're to be used for him and his kingdom and for his good. Let me talk about this speaking in new tongues. So as, as the Bible has shown us that, that when there is an infilling of the Holy Spirit, sometimes there is this new language that comes. And the Bible calls it tongues. This new language that, that gives the ability for a person to this Holy Spirit to speak through a person, which is a perfect prayer language because it's the Spirit of God speaking through them, communicating to God. But there's also another supernatural thing that takes place, which is a, giving the ability of a person to speak another language that that person doesn't know. Uh, some of you may have heard this story, and I'm going to tell, uh, tell it again for just in case some of you hadn't. But when I was in Rwanda, Africa, which is the tiniest African nation in East Central Africa, there's Uganda, Tanzania, uh, Burundi down below it. Um, I was working with some of our missionaries there. We're doing the Jesus film. We're in the countryside. And um, I'm just there kind of helping set things up. And afterwards, this young man comes to me. It's, it's ingrained in my head. I see it right now. I, I remember it so clearly. This young man comes up to me, and he doesn't speak English. And uh, so he would speak Kinrwanda is their language. Well, they speak English, French, Kinrwanda, and um, one other dialect. Oh, uh, Swahili. And so, uh, so this guy would only know Kinrwanda, and so it's fine. All right, I, I'm thinking, you know what? He's not going to be able to know what I'm saying anyways. So I have my own prayer language, and I thought, you know what? Let me just pray over my own prayer language. Maybe there's something spiritual to take place here. He'll get something of it. I don't know. So I start praying with him, and I'm noticing it sounds a little different than what my normal prayer language would be like. It sounds a little different. And I just keep praying, and all of a sudden I'm seeing his head bob bobbing, like he's understanding what I'm saying, and tears are strolling down his eyes. And... Later, come to find out, so I was like, how do you know their language? I said, I don't know their language. He says, you are praying in his language. See, that's, that's supernatural, but God needed to communicate to, to that young man some things. I, to this day, I don't know what he communicated. But he communicated something to him of his, probably his love and his care and his compassion for that young man. You see, followers of Jesus need to understand that they can do what Jesus did. They can do what Jesus did. But yes, it starts with faith, a belief to believe that we can do this, but it also needs to be practiced. 
the disciples needed practice. They, try, again, tried to cast out a demon. They didn't understand the process. And so this is what the doing what Jesus did course is all about. It's really practical that we begin to practice what Jesus did. Leading people to Christ. Leading people into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Healing the sick. Hearing from God. What, we can hear from God? Yes, you can hear from God. How to heal the sick by revelation. How to deal with demons. Well, there's demons? Yes, there are. Nothing to be afraid of, by the way. <laughs> Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Preach the full gospel. What? I, I, can, I can proclaim Jesus Christ? Yeah, of course you can. So in this class, you're going to learn how to become empowered to hear from God, heal the sick, and defeat darkness. And I want to let you know that um, it's biblical, but it's practical. In other words, you're going to be practicing one to another in the class. It's a lot of fun. I'll be leading it. There's going to be another one that's going to be led by uh, Vicky. Is Vicky here? Vicky, just raise your hand. There's Vicky. And uh, so there's two different classes. You can sign up today. It would be a great day for you to sign up uh, for that. Well, if the worship team wants to come back up at this time, I, I just, I want to let you know, though, that what's happening with, with this, though. I don't know what tradition you come from. I knew I, I grew up in a Presbyterian church, and, and the idea of being in an environment where people raise their hands and, and, uh, and are, are responsive to the Lord or even believe that the Spirit of God would do this. I, as, as I said before, the only thing I knew of the Holy Spirit was a doxology, right? Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There he is, Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. But when I encountered the real and living God in my life, in my living room when I was 22 years old, it forever changed my life. And then when I started reading the Bible for what the Bible actually says in Jesus's words, it says that, that we will do not only what he has done, but greater works. I have to make a decision, either Jesus is lying or it's true. But I believe that Jesus said, truly, truly, it's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> that what he does and what he did, he will do through us and we will have the opportunity. And by the way, it's not us doing it. It is, it is his spirit inside of us working through us. This course that has been put together, this practical thing has been done in 22 languages it's been done in 93 countries, 173,000 churches, with 11 million graduates who've gone through this. It's proven, it's effective. But when we begin to look at what happens here in New England, in New Hampshire, the least reached state of the Union, I don't believe people need another heady argument about God. I believe that they need to experience the power of God. That they need to experience his love, his supernatural work through us to say, hey, I, I have cancer. Can I pray with you? 
And God can eradicate cancer if he chooses. Remember, it's always up to God. How about, hey, I've never been able to share my faith before and bring somebody to Christ. And imagine that that after this, you'll have the ability to have confidence to say, hey, can I just tell you my story? Can I tell you my journey? Can I invite you to know Christ Jesus? How about you find somebody who's been struggling with great depression for years and years and realize that that they have a demonic oppression in their life and you know how to address it? Who, who, me? I could do that? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, I just would ask you, if this is something that's stirring in your heart to say, I would at least like to explore what this means, how God could choose to use me in that way. Please sign up for the Doing What Jesus Did class. There's a lot of other great opportunities out there, and and I would just encourage you as we close to sing this song here today, that as we close, that if you have a table out there um, at your group, for your group, for sign up, you guys would be able to leave at that point in time to be ready to host everybody. But I also want us to just begin to be at a place where your heart is stirred with imagination and possibility. I don't think it's an accident that we're attracted to movies like Marvel, that Marvel Studios puts out. I don't believe it's an accident. I believe there's something inside of us that makes us desirous of the supernatural. Because I believe that we were created to function not just in the natural, but also in the supernatural. Simon the sorcerer saw the disciples functioning in the supernatural, and he was like, Hey, can I have some of that? Like if it was some commodity. Because the sorcerer side of him, and, and this is not wizardry. But Simon the sorcerer wanted it because he thought he could make a lot of money out of this. Imagine this, I could have all this power. Well, Simon the sorcerer didn't understand this is not what the intention was. It's not to make you look good. It's not to make you famous. It's not to make draw any attention to you. It's to make Jesus famous. To draw attention to him and his kingdom and his goodness and his love. I feel like there's some in this room that might just say, I know, I believe it, I really believe it, but that's for them and not for me. Can I tell you what, that it is for you? Every single one of you, you have that same Holy Spirit inside of you. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be scared of. It's just a matter of learning how to walk in it. So I'm going to pray a prayer of courage. I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing over you as we close. But I want you to understand that God 
has given you this ability to flow in the things of the Spirit, that you'd function in the supernatural to give glory and honor to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Jesus, you red-lettered us <laughs> in these areas of saying that we would do greater things than you did. Jesus, you said that, that as for us, as your followers, your disciples in the Great Commission, that we would do these things, that we would heal, that we'd pray for the sick and they would be healed, that we would cast out demons, that we would be able to share our faith, that we would be able to preach the gospel. And we just thank you for stirring inside of us today that imagination and possibility that's saying, God, really? You would use me that way? Jesus, I just hear your voice saying a resounding yes. Lord, in this state of New Hampshire, in our cities, our towns, our schools, and our high schools, we need an expression, a manifestation of your great power and love for us. Your heart, God, is that none should perish. And I am seeing around me today so many people who are perishing, meaning that they are living empty, wandering lives. Jesus, you said that you came to give life and life in the full. And we know that we have an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus, we need more of your presence, that we need to carry more of your presence. Lord Jesus, I know there are people here today who have who don't know you yet. And they might be asking that question to themselves right now. How do I get to know this Jesus? And Lord, you said that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that you are Lord and believe that you rose from the dead three days after going to the cross, that we will be saved. And so, Jesus, I just know that there are people here today that might be wanting that opportunity. So, Jesus... give you that opportunity now. If you are here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life and you're feeling like you would like to do that today and, and you just kind of have this sense, would you just under your breath pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I want you in my life today. I invite you to come into my heart. Holy Spirit, come. Let me receive your love. Let me receive your forgiveness. That you take care of my guilt and my shame of my past mistakes and you, you, you wash me white as snow. Thank you for going to the cross for my sin, that you've paid the ultimate price, that we didn't have to pay that price. You did it for us, Jesus, and we thank you for that. Thank you for conquering death by three days later, coming back to life showing us the way to our Father in heaven. We receive you in our lives right now, Lord Jesus. With every head bowed and eye closed at this moment, if you prayed that prayer, would you just lift your hand just so I can acknowledge that you prayed that prayer for the first time today. Anybody here? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anybody else? 
Well, the heaven is rejoicing for those who gave their life to the Lord Jesus today. Let's give them a big hand. If you gave your life to Jesus today, you definitely want to check out that saved course um, that's there. We're going to close in this song, and then afterwards, please go to make your way to the gym to sign up for your, um, for your life groups for this session around. And remember, live a supernatural life, doing greater works than even Jesus did. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.